0: Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional. Uh, There's a really interesting book that is a collection of the writings of J.C. Ryle. Um, These are sections and portions of uh, his commentaries on the four Gospels, and they're laid out in sort of a morning and evening reading uh, approach. And uh, this particular one's called Daily Readings, compiled by Robert Sheehan, um, uh, Sheehan has gone home to be with the Lord uh, just, uh, I think it was in 1997, just at the age of 46. But he was able to pull together these uh, selections from the writings of J.C. Ryle, the 19th century uh, preacher, the Anglican uh, bishop of Liverpool, I believe he was. And this one is based on John chapter three. It's all about Nicodemus. You may have heard of him before. And uh, the suggested here, uh, the suggested reading here um, from this collection of J.C. Uh, uh commentaries, is that we would read John chapter 3, verses uh, 1 through 8. I'm going to drop all the way down uh, and read verses 1 through 19. Some of you will be familiar with Nicodemus, um, you will definitely be familiar with. Uh, at least one verse from this sec- this portion of scripture, ja- John chapter three. I'm reading from the NIV. If you happen to have your Bible handy and you want to look, al- you know, look look along with me at the text, I think that might be helpful for you on this particular day's devotion. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. That was the Sanhedrin, it was called back then, uh, made up of Pharisees and Sadducees. Um, He, Nicodemus, came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. Now, so many of the religious leaders, are detractors uh, of Jesus. They're trying to entrap Jesus, to discredit Jesus. But that's not the impression we get with Nicodemus. Even the fact that he comes at night, we see he's not wanting everyone in the world to know that he's come to Jesus. So um, so he makes this comment to Jesus, uh, and he says, we know you're a teacher come from God. Uh, No one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. So he makes that statement. There's no real question there. It's just a statement at this point, right? Reply from Jesus comes, though. I tell you the truth. uh, No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Now, Jesus may have seen the curiosity in this man's heart or heard it in the tone of his voice or something. But he responds by saying, if you want to see the kingdom of God, you've got to be born again. Hmm. Verse four, how can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Such a literalist, and it's easy for me to see because I'm one too. I often am incapable of thinking poetically or metaphorically, and I have to go, oh yeah, that's right. He's speaking metaphorically, but there's a great parallel here. Um, there's a, there's something that has to happen to us that we can't cause to happen to ourselves. And, uh, and so, Uh, He says, how can a man be born again? Surely he can't enter back into your mother's womb. Jesus answered, verse 5, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the flesh. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. Are you Israel's teacher and you do not understand these things, says Jesus? I tell you the truth. We speak of what we know. And we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I've spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. That's Jesus' most often used self-description. It's his self-reference. He says he's the Son of Man. Uh, lifted right out of the Old Testament. Um, he he He's basically saying, I'm God's Messiah. and um, And he says, no one has ever gone into heaven except the one who has come from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. And so this is just so brilliant of Jesus, you know, to come and to to place before uh, this man um, this kind of metaphor about being born again, recognizing some curiosity in the man. I know I speculate to say that, but I really do believe Jesus understood that about this one. Uh, And Nicodemus is the only real reference we have to him is, uh, these uh, three references in the Gospel of John. Um, and this is the first of them. And it just, it, it shows his curiosity. And I, I'm drawn to him. I can't wait to get home to glory and have a cup of coffee with him sitting on a cloud somewhere and be able to talk to him a little bit about what it was like that day when he went and asked Jesus all these kinds of questions. Well, here is the verse that I was telling you, all of you will be familiar with from this particular selection from John chapter three. Um, as Jesus has just said, um, you know, just as Moses lifted up the snake of the desert, so the son of man must be lifted up that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. And here it is, John three sixteen: For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have everlasting or eternal life. Verse 17 is so important too, though. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. That's so clear. Do you believe in Jesus? Have you trusted Christ as your savior? Do you believe that Jesus is who he says or said he is? As we read about him in the gospels here. And so there it is right there. God didn't send his son to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he is not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict, says Jesus. Verse 19, light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil and their Deeds flow from their heart, just like their words flow from their heart. Well, what does J.C. Ryle say about Nicodemus and about this particular passage? Just a couple of paragraphs here from this uh, daily readings by J.C. Ryle. Uh, readings about the four different gospels, and this one being John chapter three, John's gospel chapter three. There can be little doubt that Nicodemus acted as he did on this occasion from fear of man, says J.C. Ryle. He was afraid of what man would think or say or do if his visit to Jesus was known. And so he came by night because he had not faith and courage enough to come by day. And yet there was a time afterwards when this very Nicodemus took our Lord's part in open day in the council of the Jews. That happens in John chapter seven. And there's some debate in the open council of the Jews. And Nicodemus does take the Lord's party. He speaks up on behalf of Jesus. And so you see a progression from John chapter three to John chapter seven, you know, and then on to, uh, well, I'll, I'll let J.C. Rowell describe it. I don't want to spoil what I'm about to read, but yet there was a time afterwards, and again, this is the reference to John chapter seven, when Nicodemus took our Lord's part in open day in the council of the Jews. And there he quotes, and it's it's from the King James. So it's, he says, Doth our law judge any man before it hear him and know what he doeth? John chapter seven, verse 51 Nor was this all, says J.C. Ryle. Remember I told you that was coming. There came a time when this very Nicodemus was one of the only two men who did honor to our Lord's dead body. He helped Joseph of Arimathea to bury Jesus. When even the apostles had forsaken their master and fled, his last things were more than his first. Though he began ill, he ended well. The history of Nicodemus is meant to teach us that we should never despise the day of small things in religion. We must not set down a man as having no grace because his first steps towards God are timid and wavering, and the first movements of his soul are uncertain, hesitating, and stamped with much imperfection. We must remember our Lord's reception of Nicodemus. Hmm. He did not the Lord did not break the bruised reed or quench the smoking flax which he saw before him in Nicodemus, like him. let us take inquirers like Jesus, let us take inquirers by the hand and deal with them gently and lovingly in everything there must be a beginning. it is not those who make the most flaming profession of religion at first to endure the longest and prove the most steadfast. Judas Iscariot was an apostle when Nicodemus was just groping his way slowly into full light. Yet afterwards, when Nicodemus was boldly helping to bury his crucified Savior, Judas Iscariot had betrayed Jesus and hanged himself. This is a fact which ought not to be forgotten that's just profound isn't it jc ryle talking to us about nicodemus this man who came curious with real questions honest questions and this is when you look at nicodemus you can you have to look past him to see jesus reception of this honest question you know that that is presented to him I love that about Jesus. He never turned away honest questions. And there's a real difference, isn't there, between an honest doubter or an honest questioner and a willful unbeliever, uh, a willful disbeliever, somebody who is just volitionally chosen, I will not believe no matter how much evidence is presented to me, no, no matter how kind and generous Jesus is to me, I just will not believe. Where are you at today? It's all because it all boils down to our response to Jesus. I suspect most of the people listening to my podcast or watching this um, are curious uh, believers like I am. I'm a, I'm a student. I'll always be a student. And I hope you will be, too. Uh, I marvel at the response of Jesus to people that had questions like this. Uh, he truly is gentle and kind. Um and generous with his grace. So uh, I hope that that will be your experience as you walk with him today. Let's close in prayer. Lord, thank you for this story of the way that you responded to the honest questions of Nicodemus. And wherever I'm at, wherever those who are with me today, listening, watching, whatever, uh, I pray, Lord, that this day, uh, as we come before you with whatever might be going on in our own minds, our own hearts. Um, Some might be having a crisis of faith. Some might be looking for some answers. Others might be just wrestling with some of the circumstances in their life. And sometimes those existential realities uh, press on us and and, 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 uh, 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 in some ways uh, are difficult for us. But Lord, with your grace and in your mercy, receive us uh, into your presence. Receive our questions, Lord. Uh, And Holy Spirit, uh, calm our fears. Uh, Lead us into the light that we do need. Uh, If there's some answers in scripture we need to pursue, if there's some bit of the peace that passes understanding that you can uh, grant to us in this hour, Lord, we pray for that. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus, uh, who loves us so much, just like he loved Nicodemus. Amen and amen. Have a great day. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of The Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.